Existentialism means that no one else can take a bath for you. Delmore Schwartz. He's kind of crazy. She's a little insane. Keeping energy really messes with his brain. One is divorced. The other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a silver linings playcast. Oh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Silver Linings Playcast. As far as I know, it's the only podcast solely devoted to talking about Silver Linings Playbook, the movie, and the Silver Linings Playbook, the book. I am your host, Jamie Ward, and hopefully we will sound the best we have ever sounded on the second best uh, setting that we have ever sounded, uh, because I am still in Louisiana recording on the original blue Yeti that we started this podcast on years ago, but I learned a very important lesson. I learned a super important noise lesson. I finally, after years and years of making noises and hearing noises, decided to actually ask an expert, what is the difference between volume and gain? And so we are now operating on a microphone that has an elevated gain level. And what does gain mean? Well, I think everybody that I am talking to right now has been in a band at some point. So you guys all probably already know this, but if you are a listener and does not know the difference between volume and gain, volume is the outgoing loudness level setting on a recording device. Gain is the level at which the the intensity of the noise level comes into the device. So we are uh, upping the gain a little bit so that we take in more of the natural noise that is coming from my voice to the microphone, and we are reducing the volume. And we're going to see if that works, if that makes a better sounding podcast this week than we have had in the past when we have been recording on site out of the regular studio. Now, we got a lot to talk about today. I told you all that I really wanted to talk. Last week, we talked about I Heart Huckabees, and we said that I was, you know, like I talked about it and said I was going to make all my guesses about the existential meaning of what the film meant and the themes that were discussed in the film. And I was doing all that without doing any internet research because I didn't want any expert opinions. I didn't want any philosophers or, or film students' opinions. I wanted to make all the guesses on my own. And we really got distracted talking about uh, Christopher Nolan and stuff like that and didn't discuss it. And then I said that this week I was going to do some research and then bring in those opinions, those readings, those analyses by experts and uh but i want to thank you but before i do any of that i actually want to talk about snacks for a second because that is another thing i've been putting off uh we were talking about we were going to do a we're probably going to do like a live not not live but recorded live it's weird that we'd say recorded live because almost everything is recorded live um unless you put like a static cam a a stationary cam on a corpse or something 
but even then, I guess the recording would be live because live refers to the recording, not the subject of the recording. Like H. Okay, so I'm gonna get really personal for a second. Who else is raised in the generation where, uh, when you first had reached your your you know sexual awakening, you were hitting puberty, and you used to turn into uh, the special cable channel. I'm not talking like the super special ones, not the spicy ones. Just like HBO in a hotel room, right? And because they had nipple on them. And so, you know, whenever I'd go on trips, like band trips or traveling, but for some reason, I don't even know how I got in situations where I was in hotels as a child, uh, on supervised but it, it happens like i guess that's just the thing that happens let's discount the creepy way that i just set all of that up with no further explanation watching hbo kids in hotels watching hbo right and you're hoping like oh tonight i hope the the real sex comes on because that's the closest thing to porn not realizing how much of just like a informational documentary that is and not really the hottest thing in the world unless you want like anyway uh, but whenever I happened to be in a hotel, they were always playing Autopsy, which was just, if you're not familiar, it's like in late 90s, early 2000s, where they would just, like, have documentaries of autopsy, like, autopsologists cutting open dead bodies, explaining what happened, why the body died. And I just want you all to know, if you think that that, that did not work just as well as... I told, anyway, snacks, we're talking about snacks, we have discussed uh, a couple weeks ago that the main snacks that were in the movie were called Krabby Snacks and Homemades, and we came up, found, found some recipes online which represent those, and so I guess, oh, that's how I got into this. So at some point, there will be a live recording, asterisk, all recordings are live, uh, maybe a video. Maybe we're actually going to do another video episode in which we do a cooking tutorial where we actually make an attempt to make Krabby Snacks and homemade homemades just like Matthew Quick's mother used to make on Eagles game days. So we definitely have that to look forward to in the future. And that got me thinking about snack snacks and my favorite snacks. And I'm saying that because I have an emergency bag of Cheez-Its and Cheez-Its is one of my favorite snacks uh, and I like to think of myself as a person that doesn't like snacks and then I start if I start listing off all the things that I do love as emergency snacks uh, that explains why I'm a fat ass I say I don't like snacks and I also I also have a bag of combos in my car it's not open it's not for eating it's just for when I get hungry and it's late and there's not an Arby's open but guess what now that the pandemic is is raging and well underway and we've getting back to normal business hours, there's always Arby's open. So I have a very unopened bag of combos. Now, I was a dumb little kid. I also didn't realize that there was a difference between uh, the combos that are cheese and pretzels, and then they have cheese and regular crackers. I just picked them based on color, and I thought that some of them tasted better than others. Some of them were super salty and dry, and some of them were not as salty and still dry. I knew that I liked blue, and I knew that I liked orange. 
I'm not sure why I was so opposed to the concept of reading labels. I'm still not big into reading labels. Almost, how old would somebody who's 27 years old be today? Uh, two, two and three quarters decades ago when I was born. That's a lie. Uh, I somehow made some agreement with the world that I would not be a reader, and here I am two and three quarters decades later with a podcast solely devoted to a book and a film based on said book. We're also looking at having a quick con this year. Uh, oh, also, shout out to uh, Micah Dean Johnson in Nashville. Today was a very big day. Uh, I love the Nashville comedy community. Haven't seen you guys in a couple of years, but um, he has been uh, petitioning Whataburger to come to Nashville on social media, all the platforms for a while, and people were making fun of him when he started and thinking when it was funny, but if there's ever a cause that I can empathize with more, it's doing something with the same level of seriousness for a fast food establishment that somebody might commit to other philanthropical endeavors, such as building houses for the homeless or eradicating diseases. But you know what? Sometimes uh, you just need to dream your dream. And the cool thing is he actually has pointed out some really, really uh, good facts about that. Uh, they're bringing, that brings jobs to to Nashville. Uh, you have the, construction is one of the biggest, biggest industries going on. Um, one of the, the things uh, people don't realize is how much of when, like, the, the economy is driven by construction, destruction, real estate, uh, and and building because the faces of of business when we always talk about like big bad business we look at where do we as consumers shop what is the name of the store that we hate that we feel like uh, is driving the over commercialization of America and the decline of but here's the thing most money is spent on construction projects and 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 there's you know there's a reason why if anybody is familiar about these things a lot of these things are like you you get infrastructure spent this is sounding way too conspiratorial now i'm not one of those like we're talking about snacks cheez-its is one of my favorite things i love cheez-its i love combos uh one of the things i'm most excited about in the last couple days i was you know what no, I'm learning to be a better person. Let's take a, silver, a page out of the Silver Linings playbook. I'm learning to respect myself. Guess what? People, I am surrounding myself with people that are kind to me, but allow me to be my own best self. So this does not need to be about I was allowed to do something that any adult could do. No, I chose to do something that any adult can do that any adult has the right to do and i was not criticized and i was not threatened for it i bought some hanover uh mustard and oh, onion snyder's. pretzel snyder snyder's snyder's of hanover snyder's of hanover I knew it was those two. Here's, here's the thing. I've never even looked at the, at the label that hard because I've, I've been frightened out of getting them for most of my life. I've always been around people that have not allowed... Where What's so wrong with that product? I, I ate them. 
You ate, oh yes, okay. I did. That's excellent. I was about to just like rustle the, it was a, the bag. It was a tiny bag. It was the... I, here's the thing I'll give to that company, though. They, they fill, yes, the whole chip industry does not fill their bags all the way to the top, but, mm. like, I feel like they have a pretty good, um, it's a solid bag. If you get the... I agree. Like, no matter what size of bag you get, either. Yeah. If you go and get, like, the big, big bag. Also, but you can, like, feel it by weight, too. They don't, they don't give you 90% bag and 30% product. But I also, in, the, in defense of chips and crackers, I understand why they do that to a degree. There is a degree where they're making their product look like there's more, there is too, but it's also their crunchable items. You have protectable air in there. There's, um, I know there's, so, so like, I think it's probably more excusable in chips because a lot of them are, are honest with like the, how many corn chip bags are clear. So you can see they're not, Mm -hmm. lying about how many are in there. I think the real deception comes in the cereal industry because they have the Ugh. bag inside the box and then they'll make the Sneaky box bigger news. than the bag and the bag is bigger than the cereal. Mm. And uh, that's so... That's the real conspiracy. We cover cereal conspiracies here. Uh, yeah, we're not going to go into to aliens or QAnon. There's enough podcasts for that stuff. We're going to get into the stuff you guys really want to know about. And that's the cer <laughs> cereal killers. Apple Jacks the Ripper. Uh, <laughs> Golden Graham State Killer. Okay, how many more can we come up uh, immediately? Oh Imme mm. <laughs> deep, deep, um, deep, deep. Uh, BTK has to be something. <laughs> God. <It's> <laughs> I'm sorry, the cat was literally about to just it's okay. throw that soup across the room. <laughs> <laughs> she literally almost yeeted that thing. BT Kellogg's. Um, ah. I don't know. We're, we're <laughs> snacks. Snacks. <laughs> my favorite. Some of my favorite. Okay. Uh, Totino's pizza rolls. When you have the luxury of being inside and you want some pizza in your mouth, but it's late and you don't like. Here's the thing. You I said really. Totino's pizza rolls. I did. Big fan. Me too. Big fan. They make me like real not happy with myself. But I think that. I don't think anybody sat down. Eaten Totino's pizza rolls have been like, I feel so much better. Oh no, but I will eat the 150 bag in one sitting. They oh. also do that too. They put they 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 sell you a frozen pillowcase. Oh yes, and it has barely anything in it these days. Yeah. Solid snack, but also very dangerous. Uh, is there? I guess you can you can oven them or microwave them or you can air, or fry, air fry them. them. We are in the future. I've never right? air fried. I'm sort of new oh, to yes. air frying. I'm a little new to air frying. I I was skeptical of air frying for a Me long too. time. I have had one for like a year and a half now. No, about a year. Well, it wasn't mine. It's Tim's. What's favorite. your favorite thing to air fry? I don't have a favorite one yet cuz I'm still afraid of it. I'm afraid of like ruining something, you know what I'm saying? So, I'm just getting You know what? I really liked making Banana chips. Wow, that's it. Banana chips. That's interesting. Like dehydrated. Have you ever had fried chips? plantain? Mm -hmm. Those are really. Sorry, good. that was <laughs> really sexual. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking about snacks and tiny bananas, so um, put, that, put that plantain in my mouth. All right, we're gonna take a quick pause for fifteen to twenty minutes, and we'll be back. I am just <laughs> kidding. No, we're here. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about snacks. Fruit snacks. Love Scooby-Doo fruit snacks. That's my favorite. I know they're all the same ingredients, but I feel like 
Gushers is my favorite. Uh, Here, eat a gummy bear. Snacks. Snacks, sir. Snacks. Oh, look. <laughs> How lucky do you get? You got all... Are those the, the pineapple ones? The coconut ones? Those are my favorite. I'm pretty happy with these because they are halfway in between the super chewy and the little bit of tough, but they're not super tough like the Haribo. Yeah. Or Haribo. Boom. Um... That's also one. Okay. If you're listening to this, you've probably eaten food from a gas station before. <laughs> and you're familiar sure with is. the uh, line of gummy gummy candies from a company uh, that Sour. is either. Um, I'm a fan. Haribo or Haribo. Has anybody ever heard that company name? used in a professional setting. I've never heard anybody say it. The only time anybody has ever said the name is like if, if it is us consumers at the store, if I've been shopping with somebody or or like if you're having a conversation about favorite candies They're way with more somebody. In Europe. But but you never hear like the news be like the, the... So I don't know how it's pronounced. And I don't think it's super important. They have really tough gummies but uh katie was actually just saying last night you said they're they're they get hard if that do they there must be the the shipping delay or maybe that they get hard on the they're made in america (coughs) like they're popular in the uk and i think that's where they originated (coughs) polite statement thank you that was actually me trying to make things way too complicated. It does make sense that they would just produce them here and not ship them over. Cause that, yeah, because they're in gas stations. Yeah. That's a lot. There's plenty of candy here. Also, But, how okay, how great would that be, though, if, if, if countries, if products were only allowed to be created one place, right? Okay, so picture this. So all Haribo gummy bears and those gummy cola things, they come from the U.S. on big shipping ships, and then Somali pirates... Uh, hijack a big ship and they're expecting to find like computer parts or something and they open it up and there is just 50,000 pounds of gummy bears. Oh my god, I'd be in heaven. I know, right? Good day or better day. Maybe that would be like... <laughs> Good day, sir. I'll see be you like, in my diabetic coma. We're giving up pirating completely. Uh, we are just... So, yeah, those are my favorite snacks for a guy that doesn't like snacks. Um... Let me know what some of your favorite snacks are, and maybe we'll try to make them if we can tie them in to Silver Linings Playbook somehow, which should be pretty easy. Uh, as long as they are words and or real concepts, we can tie them in. Even if they're not, we talk about a lot of existential philosophy on here. So childhood snacks? Because I think that would be... Because that's what... It, like That's Matthew Quick said his mom used to make them, right? Mm-hmm. So... So specifically, it would be childhood snacks. Do you have a favorite childhood snack? I have, well, we talked about one the other day. Oh, man. I have so many. No, not really. But no, the the one is. You went from we had. Yeah, no, I was like, we had, we had so many. But I mean, like, like (laughs) our food kind of was consistent of snacks because my mom really wasn't a great cook and my dad was always working. So it was always just snacks. The one I remember most that uh, my family used to put bowl of honey with a sliced up hot dog and I don't remember if the hot dog was cooked or not but I remember and it oh, wasn't like yeah can we try that I have so many shitty hot dogs I hope absolutely 
Yeah, no, please don't say hot dog. We don't like to talk about processed <laughs> meat on this podcast. Uh, we hey, like we're not in Chicago. We can't, we can't actually. <laughs> hey, uh, <clears throat> we can't eat hot dogs unless they are from Vienna beef. That's not a plug, but I really wish. Oh, my was. goodness. If I, I, if, okay. I have, if you could get a sponsorship from Vienna that beef. That would be great if the, <gasps> if, if the only podcast advertiser every 15 minutes I had to stop and plug. Uh, Vienna beef? Vienna beef. Uh, yeah. I, I would, too. Uh, Man, I'd be grilling hot dogs and giving them out to the neighbors. Which is also, it's funny, I, I only learned about Chicago food like maybe a decade ago. Which is not saying a lot because in my 27 years of life I'd always thought about like, oh you got New York food. And honestly, what is New York food? What? New York is just a big city that has a little bit of everything. People come from other places Bagels and they're just like, pizza. it's New York City. No, that's because that's where people go. I'm actually sitting in one of the states and regions of the country that is one of the only ones that has its own like defined cultural culinary identity. This is one of the only places where I would say has such a, a strong like... Love like, for boobs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, you got. <laughs> this is why we don't record the video on all of the podcasts. But I promise. Uh, thank you for listening. This is how we keep not having the explicit. I guys, I'm really just got thrown up. There's, I am a very yes and Throw improv positive person, but also uh, I did family friendly improv, and. <laughs> Uh, this is just like getting getting into a little hotel room as a kid and turning on the TV and like, boom! Boobs. Hey, kind of like this blanket. Remember when we were talking about Jafar? Movies and boobs and HBO Max, or not HBO Max, but Cinemax or whatever, late night stuff. Yes. My little brother chewed a hole in an afghan that my mom made um, to see... Oh gosh, that's ridiculous. That's hilarious. When I was yeah. overseas, an Afghan chewed a hole in a small child that my, never. That was what? a terrible, yeah. awful, and weird thing to say. I was just making a pun out of the oh, word gosh. Afghan. When I was over there, they always would say uh, Afghani is the people, Afghan is the blanket, and money. Which makes sense. Like if 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 yeah. the rest of the world was accidentally calling. A whole nation of people after an object, depending on what that object is, you might want to represent uh, yourself better. Um, which, uh, and I, I just want to say, because, you know, we don't normally delve into politics, but I want to say one of my favorite things in of this last decade is uh, Washington's football team being Washington football team uh, for, like, way too long. Like, they... Just, that is an example of paralysis from analysis, where they're like, okay, we're going to change. Uh, uh, there's, they're about to change, they're about to announce their new name, but they are still, like a year and a half later. Just, you, when... When the football video games come out and they don't have the licenses for players or specific teams or schools or stuff, even they make up like a better example of something. They'll just be like the Dallas Knights or something, and and Washington was just like football team, <laughs> and that's my favorite. And I think that 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 should be how we correct everything that is culturally insensitive 
for the rest of time. That's what they deserve. Yes. Uh, they peck at the shit they find on the ground. They just pick up the slack, and, you know? It's just like all the trash. And also, you've never actually seen one dead. Uh, they die, but wait, no, we're... Ooh, I was going to get existential there for a minute. Well, we don't want that. Not on this podcast. All right. Not, not in the theme of existentialism. So anyway, we were talking about snacks. Let's so let's get back on track. We were talking about movies, and ooh, ooh, have we seen some good movies? And I wanted to tie them in because uh, one. We haven't gotten to talk about Silver Linings Playbook in quite a while. Silver Linings Playbook is a fantastic movie. I want to talk for a second about another sort of uh, snack thing that I don't really... I always say I don't like sweets. I don't like ice cream and I don't like cookies or brown... Or it's, it's not that I don't like these things, but I always think that I prefer the savory over the sweet, when in fact when I stop and think about it, I really like a lot of sweet things. Also, I wonder if you just develop into liking sweet things when you get older in life. When I was young... Here's the weirdest thing. When I was young, I was fat. I was a fat kid. Right? But I never really ate donuts. And I never ate cake. I did not like either of those two things. If I had the option between cake or chips, I would eat chips every single time. Every single time. I don't know how many birthday parties I went to um, because there was not any. But uh, when I did go to birthday parties, uh, like usually a lot of times they would, you know, like have the pizza. Kids have a pizza party. And then the, the, they bring out the cake, right? And I would still be eating the pizza. And whenever, whenever the kids would dig into the cake, I'd be like, all right, well, now I'm going to eat all the leftover pizza that everybody else did. Which actually probably explains, yes, that in fact is why I was a uh, fat kid. But now, as I've gotten older, and it really started a lot in college. I remember that... I, um, I had a couple of friends that had some specific things that they really liked, and I think I just developed a like for them because they liked them. And it wasn't it wasn't even so much me trying to emulate them as like, hey, I want to like the same things you like. It's because they allowed themselves to enjoy things like that. And so I went right along with that whole same premise and was sort of like, oh, well, I guess I am allowed to like things like that. Uh, one of my best friends really loves... Milkshakes. Like I said, I will never think of ice cream products on my own, but I'm, you know, I know some people, I have friend, one of, one of uh, my former coworkers, I'll say, I'll say coworkers because, you know, I, I really consider him a friend, a uh, friend, but he was also my boss, um, vice president in the World Series of Comedy. He, he liked uh, ice cream a lot. He was always looking for keto ice cream and that was sort of one of the the difficult things that he he couldn't enjoy ice cream i told you my my buddy who likes milkshakes and so sometimes i get in the mood for a milkshake and it has nothing to do with me being like "Ooh, i really want a milkshake unfortunately it is more this whole concept of like oh i remember some really good times 
after shows at places like the Buford Variety Theater, where when I when when we did comedy, we used to go out uh, every night, me and and my buddies, right? And I'll actually say there was one one of the weirdest traditions. We don't know where this came from at the Landmark Diner, which is a landmark and a diner in Atlanta. It is a 24-hour diner that now is home to the Punchline Comedy Club, the Punchline being one of the two clubs that was my home clubs that I started with. I know that you usually have like one home club when you start comedy, but the Punchline was definitely uh, the the only reason, the only reason I put the punch like... When I first started, uh, and I don't really want to draw lines in the sand, even though I'll ha- I, I have to say uh, it, Atlanta is a pretty good comedy community. Last time I participated in it, they were, they were relatively welcoming of all people at all uh, of the venues. I've been to cities, definitely, where you have multiple comedy club, uh, either independent businesses or franchises, where they do not allow some comics to perform at one venue if you perform at the other one. Uh, Atlanta has been, like, close-ish there, and there's probably give preferential treatment a little bit. You definitely have people have their favorites, but uh, partially... And this is just my comic opinion, and I share this with a lot of comics on the comic side. And I know that I know that comic comic clubs have businesses to run. Kitty, um, kitty. Uh, I know that comic com, uh, comics have businesses to run, and I, and we want all the businesses to do as well as they can, right? The better businesses do, the more work there is for comics. But also, we really just as comics, we just want to get better as comics. And the best way to get better as a comedian is stage time. I'm eating a sour gummy bear right now. These ones are interestingly soft. Um, they have some sugar on the outside. My favorite, my favorite starburst is the cherry. Okay, no, I was saying, like, I don't like sweet things. I say I don't like sweet things, but I actually kind of do. Uh, I like the homemade cookie flavors. Or, what the? Snyder's of Hanover pretzels! It's the hot buffalo. It doesn't have the honey mustard. It is okay. I don't even think I've had I know, that's the one that I was talking about earlier. Also, we're going to... Find out. A, These don't feel like they're hard though. The Haribo or Haribo? Well, I some, got another one of my favorite snacks. And a 90s snack. Dunkaroos! Yes! Dunkaroos. Oh my goodness. What a trip. That it, Oh man. We uh, should have been. T- we have a snacks episode now for sure. And then I'm about to take something out of the freezer so we can make one of my favorite snacks. Okay, so for those of you that cannot see what just happened, uh, Katie walked in with, we got Snyder's of Hanover, pretzel pieces, hot buffalo wings. There is a can of Cajun boiled peanuts, a bag of Haribo Golden Bear Sours, and if you didn't hear it, you probably heard it 
from the 90s, a pack of Dunkaroos. That's right, little cookies that came with frosting, uh, and you dunked them. Uh, I remember those. The weird thing is I remember the uh, product Koala Yummies? And I've seen these are still available, and they're called Koala March. Uh, they sell like Asian stores, and I don't understand what the what what Koala March means. Um, maybe March means something that I'm not sure about. Uh, I, I think it's really interesting, too, that in Silver Linings Playbook, Pat actually eats. When I say eats, eats, um, he might... Let's, let's do some research. I'm actually going to pause for a second, and we'll come back after I look at the video of the Raisin Bran Diner scene from Silver Linings Playbook. So something I never noticed until, like, a much later viewing of Silver Linings Playbook is that... Uh, Tiffany reaches across the table and takes a spoonful of Pat's Raisin Bran, um, which I think is a very sort of like uh, assertive alpha move in in that uh, social context where they are both sort of like doing this weird posturing that's like the odd... Uh, uh, is it for, but So you have both characters putting food in their mouth at some point during this movie. Uh, which a lot of characters... Do you realize how many movies and TV shows that is Piano Cat in the background uh, serenading with some random notes and now there's a cat butt in the air. Um, and Oh, now she's staring at me. Here. She heard us talking about her and wanted to play... She's such an opportunist. Again. You know? She's like that girl at every every show. Hey, can I sit in? Absolutely. <laughs> and it takes one to know. I asked I asked the tiny cat if she wanted to be on the podcast, and you know she said nothing. She's a cat. Um, we're not ridiculous on this podcast. We're not going to pretend like cats talk. They communicate, but they don't, don't speak, speak English. English. Does that mean they're not talking? That's not what that means. Maybe she talks in her own language. She does make all sorts of mouth noises, guttural noises, uh, noises. I've actually been experimenting with different parts. Okay, I realize I was wording that, and it was headed in a direction that I did not mean to go. And I am a person that will totally make a dirty joke, too. Um, but like, I do like to be understood for what I'm trying to say when I'm trying to say it. And so... <laughs> Cat puns are going on right now and now so i'm trying to stay on track but i'm also trying to think of cat puns uh it's it's uh, you know the problem is i don't know enough cat words i know perfect <laughs> you know the best the best place uh to look probably would have been like the old 1960s adam west batman catwoman episodes because that show loved puns uh, it also loved onomatopoeias, which I'm Bam. not uh, a super fan of. I don't hate. Th I said that I hated them the other day. I okay. So in the beginning of this episode, and in the middle of the episode, and up until this point in the episode, I've said that I, I make the bold statement. I 
do not like things and then I systematically prove myself incorrect by then listing off a whole bunch of things I don't like and I think it works the other way too I often say I don't like things and then I no that's exactly what I said that's not the opposite that's okay I'm let's get back on track the, the quote that I had at the beginning of this episode uh, existentialism, existentialism is that no one can take a bath for you which I really love because it's by a poet uh, an early American poet I believe he was a uh, Romanian uh, Jewish poet from the 1914 I believe is when he was born I looked it up but I didn't write it down uh, and it's it's a quote that you know I really take to, to mean to heart with a lot of these philosophy things, right? Um, you can learn uh, as, as much as you want from all these other people, but eventually the, the philosophy of existentialism is something that you just, you have to do, learn, or know for yourself. And if you don't want to, that's absolutely fine. That's kind of the whole point of it is there if you want to ask those questions. And if you don't, you are equally existential for not caring because existentialism believes that the world is chaotic and it does not make sense and so the only sense exists if you choose to see it find it or make it and i choose uh actually i don't think about it a lot also this is the first podcast of 2022 and i have seen a lot of the exact same joke online about people saying what if 2022 is pronounced 2022 uh, i and they're they're taking the word two t-w-o to be used by its other meaning t-o-o what if it's 2020 also uh, i don't find this extremely as funny as as I've been very disappointed in some of the comedians that I've seen that have reshared this post. Not specifically because it is not funny in and of itself. It's one of those things that was probably funny the first time. It's just if you are a comedian, if you're trying to make it as a comedian, if you're trying like I I very rarely share uh, other content from the internet. I try to make it myself only because that is the job, the vocation that I have chosen. Now I am not trying to put down the comedy from the internet. I enjoy memes. I have to say I have fallen into, I have joined the cult of TikTok. I said I was never going to do it. I didn't literally say it. I just never really cared. And then a number of months ago, I finally downloaded the app. Uh, one of my best friends, same guy who says he likes Oreo milkshakes, um, had a viral video that I you know, I wanted to support him. That was his first thing that got like 14 million views. Uh, and then, so it's like, I, I'll, you know, I'll give you one more like out of the 14, so now he has 14 million and one views, but that one view is extra special because that's from somebody that supports him and his endeavor. Unlike the other 14 million people that, no, I'm just kidding. But I, I, I'm not one of those bitter comics that doesn't think anybody else is funny. 
I got into comedy because I enjoy comedy. I got into it more because I wanted to surround myself. I wanted, I wanted a reason to be at the table with all those other funny people. I did not come to this field thinking, oh, I'm going to, to become the greatest and people will remember. Like, no, I just wanted to play. I want, like, yes, I wanted to go to comedy shows and I don't have the money to pay 5, 10, 15, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, 65, 70, 75, 80, 85, 90, 90, 100, 95, 100, uh, or also a ticket price that isn't in an increment of $5. I don't have that much money, right? So I was like, if I just become a comedian, they'll invite me to those shows. So I have seen so many comedy shows of so much, uh, you know, uh, monetary value over the years. I'm still surprised that people will put me on shows. I'm actually going to be headlining a series of shows. This is my first plug I've given myself in a year and a half, and it's the first one on the podcast because I've had nothing coming up to plug like this. I am going to be headlining a series of five shows for a week in Oklahoma from the 18th to the 18th plus five days from there. And I uh, will put information on the other social media that you four guys follow me as soon as I get the details. I'm doing it for, for Andrew Rosen. Actually, now I'm having some questions because I was told, uh, I was contacted about this three days ago, I think, and I was told that his headliner dropped out because of COVID. Now, if his headline, I'm not complaining, I'm not complaining about this, uh, and I hope whoever it is gets better if they have it, but I don't think they have it. I think they must have been scared to have it, because if they had it three days ago in enough time to cancel on him, uh, the average patient would be non-symptomatic and not have to isolate, and actually would probably have a slightly boosted immunity for a little, like, there'd be nobody safer than somebody who had just gotten over the isolation period to go do comedy. So now I'm questioning why in the world uh, was would that person bail out that far in advance, and are they sending me to, like, uh, you know, Comedy Club Zero of where, where COVID first started. Anyway, we'll find out, and I will give you the locations where uh, we can conduct this biological human experiment on the trans also um anyway i will be doing comedy and i will put those dates on my website what was i talking about right before that let me uh oh 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 yeah um both of the characters eat food in silver linings playbook and also his mom is making they changed her name Two, from the book and the movie. They changed a bunch of names. I think it's funny that they changed the name to Solitano because they wanted the characters to seem more Italian, to give them, uh, like, an Italian roots in the film. Maybe that's because they had Robert De Niro playing the dad. But also, like, you don't have to give him an Italian name, his character an Italian name, for you to understand the family is Italian heritage if you're gonna cast Robert De Niro as the dad. Nobody was like, who is this marvelous older actor? Uh, I can't imagine what his ethnic background must be. Like, you're, you're sort of making this so why did they change the name? Did you ever look into that and the script? I have not. Maybe it was, maybe one of the producers or something, it was like really, maybe it was De Niro put money up and he said the only thing is, is that I want it to be like a tribute to somebody or whatever. 
Oh, that could be really interesting. We'll have to look. Okay, so next week uh, I, I'm going to make an attempt to um, come up, uh, do some research on why the names were changed to those specific names. And there's been a bunch of, of book-to-movie and movie-to-book uh, character names that get changed over time. Um, sometimes it's things just roll off the tongue better as uh, characters. Like if, if you're... You'll find a lot of the protagonist names in books and movies... Uh, often you have very sort of, uh, Eurocentric, um, Anglo protagonists in, in film and media and literature from the last, last century, um, without, you know, diving into the huge, huge aside we could have about that. Like, that's just the fact. If you go to the library, statistically, you're probably going to get a book with a white male protagonist and they're going to have a short one syllable name, you know, like Matt. Jake, Edward Cullen, the vampire. They are taking the Twilight films off of Netflix tonight. This is the last night. Uh, this pod, by the time this podcast is on the air, I'm sorry, you will not be able to watch the, the Twilight films for free on Netflix. They'll probably come back in a little while, but as for right now, they will not be there, which is totally okay. Because I spent a lot of time watching them, and I was sad while I was watching them. But now, I'm not in that way that I don't need them. Sometimes you move on from your favorite media. Sometimes you have a movie in your life, and it's like, oh, this is my sad boy, I'm feeling depressed movie. And then sometimes you go through things where you're like, I don't need this film anymore to be what it is. So, to uh, Twilight Eclipse... Um, farewell. Hopefully I will never watch you again in the way that I watched you this last year, which was just awful. And I do not like the person I was when I was watching you. And I feel like I was probably a little harsh on you as a film, and that had nothing to do with you as a film. I think if anybody looks at the performances that, uh, one... Robert Pattinson is so they okay these two act uh Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart uh but one they're doing fine they made plenty of money and fans and people and will love them for their cult five vampire films um I think the biggest tragedy, and it's not a huge tragedy because, like I said, they're both doing absolutely fine, I am sure. They are crying into their millions of dollars, but uh, is that there are some people who are the general movie-going audience that will probably be slightly turned off to any movie that they ever show up in because they're like, oh, those are the Twilight kids, when in fact they are both phenomenal at their craft. I have um, Robert... Pattinson won, and this is funny because he totally won me over. The whole reason I am talking about Robert Pattinson now is because of his performance in Tenant, where you wanted to be his friend. Uh, and then I went back, and the the lighthouse is like an incredible uh, sort of like high concept arty horror film. Is it even horror though? Like it's unsettling. It sort of reminds me of uh, the the uh, cinema verite. Um, 
movement uh, uh, like uh, of the absurd films. By the way, okay, also, I, this is going to be the most pretentious thing I've ever said on my podcast. One of my favorite, um, favorite film. I am, no, let's, let's strike that. We're not going to talk about pretentious. Fr- okay, there's a film called The Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie, and it is one of my favorite uh, film. I, th- this is the same thing that I got into the snacks. I'll say something like, oh, I don't really like snacks, and then it will name off 50 different foods that I love to munch on in between a meal. And also, what constitutes a meal beside a snack? Is it quantity? Is it the time of day? Is it the recommended you're supposed to eat a certain amount of times in a day? Because different cultures and different parts of the world have different um, sort of like general expectations of how much do you eat, how food is served, when sustenance is required. And a lot of this comes from just like out of necessity. Meals are defined, like I think it's like you're, you really go to back in the day. Let's, let's look at England, all right? Go back in history and we're not talking about like common people. Let's talk about the aristocracy of England back in the kings, um, queens, uh, super rich. So, so you get, we're talking about a whole level of society that, uh, is, is born into like this, uh, just sort of, Oh, we're so much better than all the other people, right? Because they had all the wealth, uh, they created the laws, they used the, the Church of England to, um, you know, assert their authority <coughs> over all the, the people. And so look at how many of our societal traditions come from this very, uh, you know, authoritative, monarchical, uh, kingy society um, that we're all defined. So like, these are people that like, they would feast three times a day or something. I don't, I don't know if they would feast three times a day, but like there was, there was cooks, there was whole classes of people whose job was to prepare the meals for those people that, uh, their job was just being rich and pretty. Most of this is actually not from book knowledge. I have, I watched the first three seasons of Downton Abbey and that is but I'm sure I'm sure it's like true too because that show was kind of lauded for being an interesting historical take and and that's the funny thing about Britain uh, England the United Kingdom like that's like the country that just won't grow up I'm not saying this as a bad thing I may have no I've looked at my statistics I don't have any listeners from the I said listeners plural ha um I'm not saying this in any, with any moral opinion behind it, but let's look at what, what country, um, and I, I even want to do an odd defense of America. Uh, there's a lot of things wrong and terrible about us, but we find new and different ways to be terrible. If you look at us a hundred years ago to hundred to, to now uh, years now, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're still doing a lot of, uh, 
terrible things to to people, uh, but at least but we've invented new ways to be awful. We've rebranded. The United Kingdom still has a king and a queen. I guess they have a queen. Oh, this is me not knowing world knowledge and probably sounding super ignorant right now. I know they have a queen. Uh, I know they have a queen, and because I, and I think they have. I know they have princes. Parliament. Parliament. They have a parliament. They have tea time. They have all these traditions that they have not updated. Uh, they they have fish and chips, and they drive on the. I'm not going to say wrong. I'm going to say other side of the road. Uh, they still have so. So the reason I'm saying this is especially because like they have tea time uh, there, which like maybe not every single person follows, but culturally is still a relevant and prevalent tradition there. So where does this American, this U.S. Uh, notion that we have a breakfast, lunch, and dinner come from? Because do you realize how much work it takes to make yourself <laughs> one good meal? How do you even have the time? Like, um, Katie and I have been cooking a lot. Like, she's she's always cooked way more. But, like, I've been trying to involve myself in the whole uh, evening meal Bullshit, process. And it's um, easily... I tried to make something fast the other day. So Chicken and I. dumplings. <laughs> four hours. Four hours. Like, four hours. Boom. Gone. That's... That's a sixth of the day for one meal. How do people do that three times in a day every day? That's, I, like, I want to just throw out the thanks to all the people that are in the food industry because, um, what, there's a lot of wonderful people to, like, but, uh. Also, like, who defined these? And now you throw in uh, extra things, like you have midnight snack, uh, you have you've fourth got meal, second breakfast, second you've breakfast. You've got elevensies. You've got um, you've got uh, four four a.m. Uh, ramen, which is, that's one of my personal traditions. I personally like sometimes. a three a.m. handful of shredded cheese. That's, <laughs> that's um, I've I've done some late night mouth pizza, uh, where oh, when I get I get the pasta the marinara and the shredded cheese and just put them both in my yes. mouth at the same time with a, with and, a couple slices of crappy pepper yeah and you can lick a slice of bread or something Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. scrape the crumbs like, off little, the counter on pepper put some bread crumbs in your okay mouth. one of my worst uh fat kid snacks but i love that i would just take slices of the salami and put cheese and salami and i would layer it and make a salami lasagna oh um, yeah and just don't, hey, hate it. The only the only way to make it better is if you put like a little squeeze of like spicy mustard or like a little dollop of like Miracle Whip or anything. That's I eventually as uh, got to that point yeah. where I was like, oh, you can. You know, dip we have it. that cotto salami and <laughs> that crappy processed cheese. You know what? We Wednesday was going to be charcuterie day. Sure. Too. Snack cootery. That sounds like a totally different yeah, holiday. No, we have a ton of That's... leftovers, but tomorrow sounds like. Oh, we got the Chicago cheese. Chicago. Has anybody ever heard of Chicago cheese before? Uh, 
it's Chicago like this. Now, okay, so the thing that I am most tickled about, right, is not that there is a thing called Chicago cheese. Of course there's a Chicago cheese, right? The the thing that is hilarious to me is that we found it on Christmas Day while going to a Middle Eastern market uh, because we, we went shopping for ethnic foods because that, that was one of the things that was more likely to be open and found a big old wheel of of chicago cheese you know like they like over in the middle east um which oh and this brings me back to to i think it's because of the um the presence of middle eastern people in chicago because i mean that's that's, i try to look it up is there i would really like to find the history of that but I think specifically it was made in Chicago and distributed to other places. Because I know they had, like, the meat... They had the back of the yards, you know, mm-hmm. all the meat packing and stuff like that. Like, Because, hmm. yeah. Uh, there's a lot of Middle Eastern... And, and it could be. You know, that's the funny thing. Like, I'm assuming that... Even though New York is, like, considered, like, you know, all oh, the big melting pot, I think Chicago has the most... Um, what is maintained it? diversity like where like they have they have a lot of diversity but the like you know they have Chinatown Koreatown they have like they have that everywhere but there's a lot of stability there you know where it doesn't uh, have as much diversity as one would think it's funny because it's nestled into um, New York is Boston Boston is a surprisingly City. I always make fun of Boston because I remember when I first moved there. I moved to Boston from Georgia in 1999. And I got there and everybody heard I was from Georgia. And they're like, oh, it must have been so hard for me. It was really racist down in the South, right? Which uh, can be true. But Boston uh, had a lot of, of uh, you know, cultural clashing between Irish people and more Irish people. And Ireland is one of the countries that people like will clearly use to make fun of how white one can be. And so you have people that are being like, I am a whiter shade of white than you when you have the clashes in uh, South... Bo- I'm sorry, South... Uh, I'm That's saying how Italians wrong. are in Chicago, South. though. Yeah, and they, well, they have that too. There's like the Italian and the... Uh, like. Oh, God, yeah, the fumes. Get- oh, God. I think there's here's the thing. I realize that maybe we are still animals and that people need to get their aggression out. Let's just find better things to fight. Here's the thing. I would almost be okay with violence if people could come up with some good reason to have it. But um, your your character class that you just don't even get to select at the beginning of a game is not the basis to. Uh, developed uh, a hatred of somebody. Has ever anybody ever played a game like if we're we're all playing Monopoly, right? And we're born and we're handed a piece. And my favorite piece was always the race car. Um, but if they got assigned randomly, and then we hated the wheelbarrow or something, but like we didn't pick them. It, it wasn't like that. I'm, I'm trying to be deep and I'm actually using like the stupidest analogy I have of all time because Monopoly was actually a game that was supposed to, uh, it was invented as a tool to teach people the evils of capitalism and 
than it was trademarked by, uh, I believe, Parker Brothers, who then, uh, like, got whatever copyrights and trademarks they could to exclusively steal the property from the original inventor of it. And now how many versions of Monopoly exist to capitalize on this poor people's creation? <laughs> poor, I'm, I'm saying poor in terms of like, oh, I feel bad for them. But that's just the way things go, kind of. Okay, maybe that would be a great film. Let's Let's get a movie with Michael Keaton being the creator of uh, the original Monopoly game. And then he'll have, um, you know, and I'm, I was trying to make a joke. I was trying to get there. Uh, we're in the board game industry, not the real estate industry. Uh, but that is such a tiny, tiny reference. From not, from not like an unheard of movie, it, it was nominated for... Um, Academy Awards, but it's one of those that, like, I just, I think it's not, it doesn't sound exciting. If you tell me that there's going to be a movie about the the story behind McDonald's, I'm not in my head going to be all super excited, like, this sounds great, but I remember the first time I watched it, I immediately watched, it's one of the first movies I've ever rewound and watched again. Immediately. Partially because I was in a comedy condo in the back of a club in Wichita, Kansas, in a city that closed at like four o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, there was nothing to do. There was no windows in the condo. It was that kind of place. Not shooting on it at all. Thank you very much for booking me there. I appreciate it. I had a good time. I'm just saying for entertainment, I bought a bunch of bottled water and I took it out to, to hang out with the the homeless population there because there's literally nothing to do. I'm using the word literal in its literal intended intention, uh, not as a hyperbolic version of figurative. There's nothing to do. There's nothing. Look it up. Wichita. It's in Kansas. Do you know what Kansas is famous for? The movie. The Wizard of Oz. Which is about somebody leaving Kansas. Uh, they do want to go back the whole time, but they really only go back for a couple seconds. Anyway, okay, well. <sighs> possible uh, people out there, we have talked enough about things that were not on topic. One day we'll actually get back on topic, and if we don't, does it really matter? No. I guess not. But thank you for tuning in this week. Next week, let's let's talk about what we're going to try to do for next week. Uh, we were trying... Already forgot. In, so it doesn't matter. Thank you for tuning in this week. And tune in next week and every week as long as we keep doing this uh, to the Silver Linings Playcast. As far as I know, it is still the only podcast solely devoted to talking about Silver Linings Playbook, the movie, and the Silver Linings Playbook the book. Until next time, we will see you down the road and Excelsior. He's kind of crazy. She's a little insane. Keeping energy really messes with his brain. One is divorced. The other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a silver linings play cast.